The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here he is, Brandon. Welcome to the Brandon Peters Show. And to those of you that are watching this on YouTube, happy 4K Blues Day, as we always say. Uh, the Kind of the real first episode of this year. I know it's February already, but I needed a little bit of a break. I've got some stuff going on here. Um, I have been recording uh, for the summer of 2004 at 20. We're already, as of this, uh, four deep into the recording. We finished May. It's in the can, so don't worry. It's going off without a hitch. We've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about on there. Uh, it's going quite well. Uh, right now, um, going to start here uh, the year off with something I used to do at Why So Blue. Uh, one of the things I brought to the table editorially, uh, not a review thing, but uh, I'm, I'm as nutty a uh, collector of Blu-ray and DVD and all that stuff from all my years, VHS even, and... Uh, I, it's probably not an original idea, but I didn't see it getting written anywhere at the time when I started right there in 2013. In November, I <clears throat> wrote an article called Brandon's Blu-ray Wishlist because I was thinking like, oh, why isn't this on Blu-ray or what what titles need to be on Blu-ray? What what am I waiting for? You know, that it was, uh, I think I did like 14 titles for 2014 and most of them have been out by now, which I had a pretty successful uh, batting average on some of this stuff. Um, some I never imagined. I'd had some wild, like long shots that, like, um, scanner cop movies one time I did, and those, like, came out on 4K, both of them. It was pretty awesome. Those went from VHS only to 4K. Uh, but it's a, it's a, it's a series I wrote. Uh, it started in 2014. Then I decided, oh, when January, I'm like, I'm going to make this a weekly article. And boy, did that become too much to do, like coming up with every week and everything like that. Um, so for one year, I did it as a weekly article and then went back to just my annual one, which sometimes that was a lot. I put a lot of effort into this. Uh, there's a lot of research that goes on. And I it was one of my favorite things to do there. And now I no longer write at Why So Blue, but I wanted to continue doing it. And this time I'm going to bump it up to since... When I started that, uh, the Blu-ray wishlist article, Blu-ray had been around on the market for seven years at the time. So now we're here at kind of eight years for 4K. So it's time to retire the desires for standard Blu-ray titles. And I'm moving my way on. This is now here at the Brandon Peters Show. It's going to be Brandon's 4K Blu-ray wishlist titles I'd like to see announced at least in 2024. Um, now what are, what are the, how do we do this? Well, here's the thing. Um, and especially in the 4k era, this cannot be, it's, it's not a United States only thing. This is, it can be available anywhere. I've been a region free, uh, Blu-ray person. So I always took that into account like, well, you know, you can buy it over here or it's region locked over here in Argentina or whatever. So 4k is the idea with 4K is that it's supposed to be unlocked. Blu-ray discs are still have region encoding and stuff like that, but Blu-ray Blu or 4K 
It's supposed to be free. I know uh, people have reported and Diabolic has reported Diabolic DVD, best place to pick up your Blu-rays. Um, always support them, Diabolic DVD. No, they don't sponsor this. I just like I like their game and I enjoy purchasing from them whenever I am able to and can. They, um, they report some have been locked. This could be a mistake or it could be intentional, but the idea is you put a 4K out there Anyone can get it. Because why not? We can all shop internationally so much easier than we used to in the past. So um, I would, I don't try not to do, um, or especially in these early ones, like uh, special, I want a special or special edition. No, it's just got to do the jump. So even if it was like, oh, bare bones, there we go. Ideally, we'd want all great bonus features. But in this era of being allergic to collecting and all that stuff, I mean, just getting stuff on the formats makes me happy enough but there's some um the the list in here is easier because 4k hasn't jumped in the way blu-ray has has like taken off with the titles especially like you know since like dvd and stuff like that when we were in the when i started the blu-ray wish list um we were really far in and there was stuff that i was just like why why are we still not with this one. Why, where is this one at? Why haven't we got this on Blu-ray yet? So, 4K is a little easier to come up with a wish list. I'm not going to lie. But we do have some head scratchers. I mean, we are now at the point where True Lies and Abyss are going to be able to own on 4K. That's insane. That, hey, here we are. And who would have thought the last James Cameron movie to get 4K would be the first Terminator? That's crazy to think about but who knows um yeah so also i'd love feedback i'd love to hear your titles that you want to see that's one thing i always liked in the comments is seeing what other people would like like a movie that didn't even cross my mind and someone uh one of my readers kept like ghost in the darkness ghost in the darkness ghost in the darkness every year and i would kept forgetting there would be movies that would be on my mind i go to make the list forget the next week be like oh that one and I can't remember. There was one that like took like four Blu-ray wish list years for me to finally land it on there. So I, if I'm talking nonsense. I'm sorry, but I just I kind of geek out on the prospects of this stuff. Um, there is a there is a title that would be on there that I know is on the mark. I've known for like three years now, two or three years now, has been uh, in line to get a 4K, but there were some things behind the scenes, but. It looks like we may see it this year. I I know some things have happened, gone in motion that we're supposed to in order to get this out. So, uh, be on the lookout. I'll let you know what that one is when I when it gets announced. Um, I hate to dangle that carrot over you, but it's okay. Anyway, let's get to this 4K wish list thing. Um, we'll start with like the most obvious that is there. Um. And it's gonna there's a there's a like a, a sister brother series to it, but I'm gonna go with um a nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, I'll see you in hell. Tell him Freddy sent you. Where the hell is just the first movie? Like I, I know there's a set you could easily do. Where's the first movie? I still own my UK one because this came out in the UK region free, like two years maybe two years, uh, before it was in the U.S. And that was crazy. Like That's when I was starting to get noticed more overseas stuff. 
because they had like this, they had a lethal weapon. The police academy movies had been there for years and years and like almost a decade before uh, Shout Factory put it out. But uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, like Wes Craven passed away. That could have been a, a time for it. Um, Scream Factory put out a um, Friday the Thirteenth box set, which all these are essentially at Warner Brothers now. The new line is under Warner Brothers, but um, there were new line movies in the Friday the Thirteenth set. And they put out that set, and uh, there was like, oh, next year it's gonna be Nightmare on Elm Street. That's what the nothing, nothing. Not, word is they weren't. It's not like they weren't trying, but something wasn't happening. So I don't know what is holding up at least the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Paramount put out the first Friday the Thirteenth on 4K, and then just no, because I think the problem is they put them out for feelers with one. And then they like no we people hold off on the box sets for these. So ideally, this is a plea for the the, the box set of these. Hey, if you want to throw the remake in there, go for it. Um, but I'll say just the first one at least. I mean, get it going. Give us Freddy in 4K. Like, come on. But here we are. We're sitting here. And if, if you could schmooze a deal to get Never Sleep Again, like the ultimate film, uh, making a film documentary, awesome. Um, that'd be a cool way to make it fresh and new. Uh, but yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Where is this? Where is Freddy? Like, duh, not just with new movie, but like, why not give us the classics? So this is the, the biggest head scratcher because horror sells. These things are collector's items. These are like immediate buys for anybody. And I, I have no idea, especially these ge- us geeks that collect physical media, you're going to get people that don't even give a shit about horror. Or Fred- they, they know Freddy Krueger and they're going to know it's a collector's item and they're going to want it. So just put them all out. 4K. Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, that's my first one. Uh, and now the, let's let's continue the head scratcher rule. So, uh, twenty twenty two came, twenty twenty two went, twenty twenty three came, twenty twenty three went. You could have picked either of those years to celebrate Bob Fosse's cabaret. Oh, screw Maximilian. Which was an Academy Award darling. Yes, it was between Cabaret and Godfather Part Two all through that Oscars night. Bob, um, was it the first? It was the first Godfather, not Godfather Two. First got Bob Fosse wins over Francis Ford Coppola. Um, Liza Minnelli wins. Um, uh, Joe Gray beat out Pacino. And, uh, and company, and that was all nominated. James Conn, they were all nominated. Like it was a back and forth where Cabaret might win Best Picture. It did not, but it was eight times not. It won eight Academy Awards. It was nominated all night. And you couldn't, you couldn't go by in 2022, the 50th anniversary of the movie. You couldn't go by 2023 when it, the 50th anniversary of winning the awards, and you couldn't put this movie out on 4k i have this cool um little digi books i used to like where that they put out early in the blu-rays and then decided ah, it's a waste of time but um yeah where was this like this is a a classic film this is an all-timer this is 
essential Hollywood classic um, and just loads of accolades, songs. Like, I mean, ideally you put this out on 4K, maybe get some a couple new bonus features and deliver a soundtrack as a bonus. That'd be cool. But no, uh, Cabaret remains on standard Blu-ray. Why? Um, just to note, for the 50th anniversary on this show, we celebrated uh, Greg McGoon and I, We'll be returning very soon, folks. Uh, had a insanely wonderful discussion on this movie, which I am a huge fan of. And I'm I, this is a movie that at first I didn't was like, yeah, I saw it in college in a film class, and and I wasn't ready for it yet. And it's then become like a favorite of mine. I love it. it's one of my favorite musicals. Um, and I just like I love everything about it. Uh, Liza Minnelli's great. In this, I love the songs. I just love the vibe. It's it's a incredible film, powerful, and yeah, it's lacking a 4K. Where is it? Where is it? Warner Brothers has this. They do pretty good job. They had their hundredth year that this could have been in there, but no. Okay, I'll stop whining about that head scratcher. Now, another film that celebrated 50 years in 2022 that I figured our old pals at Criterion might have upgraded there was. Andrei Tarkovsky's Solaris. One of the greatest science fiction films ever made. Uh, one of the most haunting movies ever made, in my opinion. This movie spooks me. It uh, creeps me out. Like the space in this, the, the, this movie takes a bit to get going, though I think the rain um, at the old farmhouse and stuff at the beginning just looks absolutely beautiful. Um, the video watching prep scene and the driving stuff is kind of, uh, it takes a while to get going. Um, but once you're in space, and he, uh, I mean, arriving at a barren space station with wires hanging out and just doors not working and stuff, and then the, the specter of your dead wife appears, <laughs> like it is, this movie's insane. And um, it's very long, but it's very thought-provoking. This was the emotional answer to the the cold intellectual um, 2001 Space Odyssey. It's how they fit. But I feel like there's this awesome trilogy we have now with 2001 A Space Odyssey, Solaris, and Interstellar from Christopher Nolan. I feel like those fit in these uh, categories. But this movie has some of the coolest set design. I just, I, It's tragic. It's eerie. It's thought-provoking. Um, it's everything. Like I love revisiting this movie like it's a i can either just vibe to it or i can open my mind and think deeply to it and it would look wonderful in 4k it's due for it this is one of the first blu-rays they put out i believe um i'm not sure i wasn't working on criterions anymore at the time this got released um this was not one of the times i, I left uh qc back um within like criterions first year or second year i can't remember which one but um yeah, Solaris, that would be a wonderful um, release that would make me very, very happy on 4K Ultra HD. So, here we are. Uh, next up, we got, uh, let's go here. Let's go, let's go from prestige stuff uh, more over to some of my favorite, like, schlock horror stuff. But um, Dario Argento. 
a man whose career, him and Lucio Fulcher's career, in the advent of Blu-ray, shot up in terms of, I think, fandom. They already had followings and stuff. They weren't like some discoveries or stuff. But I think the appreciation factor when their films were properly restored and shown as they should have been in the proper, not only the proper cuts and edits and aspect ratios, but just seeing how smart and what an eye these guys had for the medium and just, just how gorgeous their movies were and how how cool they were and how they were their own thing. And maybe you grow up and you just understand a bit more. Um, but every time one of their movies is announced on Blu-ray 4K, it brings me great excitement. I'm, I gotta have it. Like, I've got all of them. Only thing I'm missing now is that Psychic 4K that came from Severin. Um, and I feel like I just bought it on standard Blu-ray, but I'll, I'll grab it. I'll grab it. I'll grab it. I would like that full chief uh, Western silver saddle because that's the only one of the few that are missing now. Uh, I know Germany has one uh, released for it and stuff, but um, I don't have that. Uh, okay, so there was a, a series. Arrow and people did a series of Argento's films that were like, okay, here, we're going back and we're remastering them. We're restoring them. So you have like Bird with the Crystal Plumage. Uh, you have um, Tenebrae, Phenomena, Cat of Nine Tales, Deep Red, like getting through all those. And it's like, oh, okay, so... Mm-hmm. What is next? I kept saying, Inferno. I'd like to talk to you about that book. Uh, which one? The one that you sold me. The Three Mothers. Have you read it? Some of it. Is that story just made up? Or is there some truth to it? Oh, that's got to be the next one. That's got to be Cup. That's, that's got to be... No. Inferno just is left in the dust. I don't know where Inferno's at. I don't know what happened. This was typically lumped. Does it have different ownership than the others? If you know, tell me, because I I didn't look that up before this. But uh, this is one I've been perking up, waiting for an announcement for Inferno, because this is a beautiful-looking movie. Um, This is a uh, thematic sequel to uh, Suspiria. It's in the middle of that and Mother of Tears. This is the third one, which came many years later. Uh, But... Uh, Inferno, um, this was released by Blue Underground here in the United States, and it was released by Arrow over in the UK, and it's gorgeous. Like, it just, it's colorful. It's got that Suspiria uh, color vibe thing going. (laughs) Similar designs. Um, There's one of my favorite sequences ever in a movie um, when a woman goes into a, like, flooded ballroom through the floor and swims around. Uh, looking for a necklace or whatever, and it's just gorgeous, and I'd like to see it in 4K. I don't know why this one's not in 4K. Uh, this keeps getting skipped over. Uh, I don't I don't know what's going on. We have Four Flies on Grey Velvet, the hardest Argento movie to have rights, things, and whatever to get out. That's out now on 4K. Like, we, we have it. So now Inferno is in this weird spot of being the one that, like, what happened? I want to know where Inferno is, please. So if someone knows more information about Inferno, I'd love to hear it. Write it down. If you're on YouTube in the comments, hit me up on social media. Tell me because I'm looking forward to the day I can watch a new restoration of Inferno 4K because this is a a wonderful uh, movie that I think is overlooked. I don't think it's like... uh, I don't want to say overlooked. I don't want to say like, oh, it's this huge, amazing gem, but I think it was... I'm fairly touted upon release, and I think it has a lot of value, and it's a lot 
more um, respectful and up there to par with like Suspiria stuff than it's given credit. So Inferno. Um, hopefully we can see this someday soon. But for now, I have my Blue Underground. Here's another one. Um, Kubrick uh, was on a roll. Uh, we do have his uh, Fear and Desire coming uh, at the end of this month. This is February when this is released and recording. Uh, so that be on the lookout for that. That's coming from Kino Lorber. That's coming in 4K. It's his very first movie. Um, we had Warner Brothers was on a roll and nothing this year. So everybody thought Eyes Wide Shut was coming. Uh, did not. I'd like to see that in 4K. But instead, I'm going to put Barry Lyndon. Captain Feeney. That's all the money my mother had in the world. Mightn't I be allowed to keep it? I'm just one step ahead of the law myself. I killed an English officer in a duel, and I'm on my way to Dublin till things cool down. Mr. Barry, in my profession, we hear many such stories. Yours is one of the most intriguing and touching I've heard in many weeks. Nevertheless, I'm afraid I cannot grant your request. Up here, um... Ryan O'Neill, in uh, a perfect performance that I think was just went, went over people's heads back in the day. Um, I think he's a pretty fine actor. I like What's Up Doc. I love The Driver. I've, I've typically liked him in everything I've seen. I don't see this like dullard that people like to point at him with. But Barry Lyndon's one of his finest hours. It's one of Kubrick's um, masterpieces. Like This is really good. <laughs> um, first time you see it, it, might be okay. But every time you return, you're like, dang, this is... This guy honing in on his craft. This is a schmuck thing. So, like, right now, Napoleon, that movie out with um, that Ridley Scott did, that's like his Barry Lyndon. It's about a idiot in power or doesn't earn power to get into it and stuff like that. And um, there's a lot of that with this. Uh, well, once again, beautiful cinematography. As you guys know, I can be a cinematography whore. Uh, this is famously naturally lit, but it's got it, it feels genuine with the costumes the performances uh, the way he shoots it like paintings and stuff um it feels just authentic uh and i'm sure you've heard plenty about barry linden over the years but um it's all true um it's probably i probably would like barry i probably like barry linden more than i do like clockwork orange nowadays and stuff like that so like it, this one is one that when i first went through um uh kubrick's catalog when i was growing up um that was just lesser i didn't care for this one too much and it's only grown in esteem as i've gotten older uh fun f- side note to barry linden that has um a little to do with barry linden but not like the movie itself uh when i was in high school i on my senior thesis uh, we had to write this paper and it's like you pick something just i wrote mine on stanley kubrick because he had uh recently caught my eye he had passed away famously uh this is believe before I was like came out and I was like I gotta find out this guy so I did research and stuff and and went through all his films and was looking things up and this movie I felt like at the time probably still today not like the, the normies the genuine viewer probably has forgotten Barry Lyndon or doesn't think about Barry Lyndon it's just Kubrick was always, you know, the shining clockwork orange 2001 full metal jacket like that was like where it was with him spartacus of course another one lolita even if you were on the cool edge of things it was probably like lolita was there so um in my high school i was in drama and there was a there was a thing called uh I, I was in charge of something like there's like this hand-me-down tradition keeper that they did. There's there's a thing um, that you do at the end of the weekend of the play, and there's a thing uh, every night before the play. I was in charge of the pregame thing, so what we would it was called huzha, 
and we would go up to a dressing, a costume room upstairs. It was soundproof. You couldn't hear shit out of it. You take the whole cast and what crew you could, and you went in there, and uh, you just kind of screamed, got everything out of your system before going and put it on the production. Well, the first night, you tell all the freshmen or the newcomers in the play, you scare them about huzha, huzha, oh man, it's going to be this crazy thing, whatever. And uh, then the person like me in charge has to tell them the story of how this tradition came. And there was this like drama teacher they used to like, the story was like, there's this drama instructor and he used to come by and he would grab people on the ass and say, how's your, how's your ass? How's your ass? How's your ass? Or something like that. And it just got turned into Haja. So this like <laughs> sexual assaulter at our school apparently is like keep it alive in this tradition. But there was a name for this person and I never picked it up. And the person I... I got this tradition from was long gone and I never listened to it. So my friend Melissa tells me, I just make it up. I was like, okay. And she was the only person I kept this with, but the time, but I named that teacher Barry Linden because I was looking at the, the Kubrick films and stuff. And I was like, well, no one knows what Barry Linden is. So I named the guy Barry Linden and moved on. So I don't know how far the name Barry Linden carried for that, but a little uh, soft spot in my life with the Barry Linden as we have here. Okay, so let's go like super old. Let's go super classic. Let's go silent. I would like City Lights to be on 4K. See what you can do with the Chaplin film. All right, City Lights is my favorite film. Now I have Chaplin in this box set from the UK that has City Lights in here on the disc as well as everything else. Um, But we should keep this tradition we should keep this going. We need some silent films, more silent films in 4K. Uh, Chaplin, of course, a master. Um, my other option was Safety Last, Harold Lloyd. One of these guys got it to 4K at some point. Uh, Criterion was put on a Chaplin Fest when they were they were easy. They were slow rolling it out um, with his collection. Instead of just putting out a box set, sometimes just put out the box set. They put out Fellini set. Awesome. Thank you. Hopefully they do a Kurosawa set we're all hoping for. But this uh, the the Bergman set, this is great. Just stop and then roll it out later. Us who get we'll get the set and then the ones who want to wait can wait. It's like binging. Like some of us will go well, I mean, you could say it the opposite way, so it's not like binging, but Chaplin, his work should be there. Um I say City Lights to kick it off. Why not? Or the kid if you want, but uh, we definitely need some Charlie Chaplin on 4K Ultra HD. Best you can um, with that. Also, uh, Bogart. I like him a lot, too. And the Treasure Sierra Madre. We are federales. You know, the mountain police. If you're the police, where are your badges? Badges? We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. We don't need no stinking Blu-ray. We want... 4K. So, uh, this is uh, such a highly influential film. Uh, it's I, it's called a western, but I never really consider it a western. Um, sorry, I got an itch. Um, but Bogart should have his work out of 4K. Where now we have Casablanca, and we have um, Maltese Falcon. So, oh look, we're working our way down. So, Treasure Sierra Madre, another John Huston Clabo should come next, and then the African Queen. We can do it, Warner Brothers. You can do it. 100 years 
celebrate your stars in 100 years. So they did do Maltese Falcon. That was great. But now, Treasure Sierra Madre, one of the greatest American Western pictures uh, out there, should be on 4K. It's an excellent film. It's been, it's been uh, mocked, so, ripped off so many times, homage to redone with a different name type things all the time. And it's one of Bogart's best performances, I think, personally. And uh, it's a movie, once you see it, you never forget it. It's that good. So I definitely say uh, Treasure Sierra Madre, that would be an awesome pick to be on 4K. And I must mention, when we're on like the subject of like black and white movies and stuff, those have start, those have been some of the best-looking things on 4K Ultra HD that that you ever seen that there's such a, there's such a look to it that those films have benefited a lot from that, uh, upgrade. Like if you've looked at like, it's a wonderful life, um, uh, the Hitchcock movies that have come out, they look gorgeous. So speaking of Hitchcock, where's North by Northwest? I know I look vaguely familiar. Yes. You feel you've seen me somewhere before. Mm Mm-hmm. Funny how I have that effect on people. It's something about my face. It's a nice face. Why isn't this on 4K Ultra HD? This would be amazing to have on 4K Ultra HD. My favorite Hitchcock film. It's the ultimate Hitchcock. And it was in the original Blu-ray box sets, which have been replicated into three volumes on 4K. But this was a loaner from Warner Brothers to Universal to put in that set. They did not do it this time. So now it stands alone. And Warner Brothers, where was this in the 100 years? I mean... Like, really, um, this is one of your best films. Uh, you have a Hitchcock gem, largely considered at least in his top five best, sitting there. Release the damn thing. Or do your own Hitchcock collection set, because your Warner Archives have a lot of Hitchcock. Even if it's got the Paradigm case and or the Capricorn, put them together, baby. Put it in there. Let's do it. You got dial. So what Warner Brothers, what they have, they could have right now, you could have a set with North by Northwest. You could have Dial M for Murder, The Wrong Man, I Confess. Those are solid gems. Strangers on the Train also. That's a hell of a box set. Though that, you don't need that. I mean, you could leave off uh, Under Capricorn in the Paradigm Case. There you go. You could do that. Um, but, yeah. I don't know what their deal is. I would buy that box set in a heartbeat. Um, Stage Fright. They also have Stage Fright and Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which Mr. and Mrs. Smith is the only Alfred Hitchcock film that exists that didn't make it to Blu-ray yet. That's it. That one's sitting at Warner's as well. So, I don't know what to say. Put North by Northwest on here, man. I like this. I don't know what the holdup is with these old movies because these are also going this weird category with us Blu-ray people that... Uh, like we just we will collect if we see something that's a gem even if we haven't seen it even if we're not that big on it we will grab it in our collection because it's important um which i can't imagine a lot of people not liking north by northwest that are collectors of 4k blu-ray like that'd be really weird if you're not just like cool with north by northwest but um this is one that just i i feel like instant instant seller like I don't know if you're getting the normies or the casuals, but put a limited edition steelbook of it or something or make that set like I was saying and take our money, put it out there. All right, we got two more. Another Warner Brothers. I'm hounding Warner Brothers here. They've got a lot of stuff sitting on the shelf. 
um, in the hundred years too. Also, I don't know. Maybe it's a film print condition, dangerous to do or something like that. But um, King Kong. And now, before I tell you the full story of our voyage, I'm going to ask the gentlemen of the press to come forward, so that the audience may have the privilege of seeing them take the first photographs of Kong and his captors. There's no King Kong. We're getting the '76 one on 4K from Paramount. That's really cool. What about the original? Where's the original been? We keep having these uh, Godzilla v Kong movies. He's out there. Uh, we, you know, we have a Monarch series stuff like that. People are good for kaiju's. Where's King Kong? The original King Kong. This masterpiece needs to be out there. I would love to see this cleaned up uh, in a 4K with a lot more depth and stuff, and to see what's going on. This is such a, I mean. This felt like this feels like one of those in home video history. Like, oh, we have a new format. We'll put King Kong on it. Put King Kong on it. Put uh, we, ever since the dawn of making movies, movies sound King Kong has been there. Like, uh, we need we need uh, we need to put it out. Like, it feels like that's an instant. Like, you know, when when there's a new format, it's like, oh, when's Star Wars coming out? I feel like King Kong's in that category. Like, when's King Kong coming out on it? But you know, Godzilla doesn't have a 4K for the original either. So. Where where the where's the love for these giant monsters terrorizing town? But King Kong, I'm putting in there. Uh, sh- this one I, I would like to. I would like to see this one this year. This is how crazy the 4K list is after so many years uh, compared to what my blue my original Blu-ray one was. And my last one, I beg of you, I, I beg whoever, just like I'm stunned this hasn't happened, but. Just one pre-Daniel Craig James Bond movie on 4K Ultra HD, please. I think he got the point. I don't know why the 60th went and we got nothing. I Not even just Dr. No on 4K. God, that would have gone a long way. Uh, no, nothing. Uh, James Bond, always popular. People like to buy. Bond has its own separate set of collector people. It's a long-standing tradition of stuff that like people collect, like Doctor Who. People buy the people who don't collect Blu-rays collect Doctor Who Blu-rays. Like that's that's how deep things get. Like same thing with Bond. Same thing with some of these other ones out here. But like James Bond's got a rabid fan base. It's big. It's stuff. We want restorations. Um, where? Where like my favorite James Bond movies from Russia with Love, you can put that one on there, or maybe start do those like the Pierce Brosnan set because those really didn't look the best in this set. But where is James Bond on 4K Ultra HD? This has been like I hate to get like these are little problems um, and get worked up, but we're we're in the heat of a passionate thing that us collection stuff are passionate about there are better there are problems in the air focus in the world but we're talking about movie studios and what they could do where are you where are you see like i, I kind of like james bond i'm just curious what happened here like the ball was dropped you could have done a set with just one from each guy and tested it out see how that went with 4k um but no uh it just remains we have daniel craig movies on 4k and nobody else Please get these out. Like that's that's like a huge wish right there. And I can't believe I'm saying, can we get the Bond movies on four on, on Blu-ray? Which these did come out in a weird way where they had these little like sampler sets. 
Like, they think that's cool to do. They always do. And then they finally were like, here's Bond 50, and it's got a spot for Skyfall in there when it's ready. So, enjoy. Uh, and I think there are some movies that weren't out yet. And this, correct me if I'm wrong, but they did it weird with DVD, too. And they did it weird with VHS when they remastered. They did the, the 1990s. They did a remastering, and uh, they're like, here's Sean Connery's and the Lazenby one and one... Roger Moore, and we'll be back later with others. Like, just put them out. Um, put out the set. Quit doubling down on things. Our the Blu-rays, standard Blu-rays, but put it out. So, all right, folks. Um, this has been Brandon's 4K Blu-ray wish list. What are yours? Tell me yours. Tell me any info you might know about the ones I did here. I don't have as much time to go on for well, I didn't like going on forum boards and why so blue days because I would see myself getting ridiculed on there because of merely reviewing a Blu-ray. So um, I, I'm kind of lightly touch in there. I look if there's correction discs or if there's like emails or something or like place I need to send a corrected disc and they might have the info. That's about where I go on the forums there. But let me know any inside info you know about those or what you're looking forward to. What would you like on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray? And what say what studios you think would be cool to put out some of the ones I listed here. Like who who you think would do the best job or you would like to see. Like I think you know, um, we always think Scream Factory for some of these, like the Freddy movies, Halloween, stuff like that. But I think it'd be awesome if we got a, like a little turn where like Arrow did Freddy or something like that. It'd be kind of, kind of cool. Um, like that. Or, or the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the Vinegar Syndrome release of North by Northwest. Think about it, folks. Think about it. Think about it for a sec. But yeah, let me know. When, let me know if you're on YouTube. Let me know in the comments. Also, uh, follow me at Brandon4KUHD on uh, X and Instagram, and I'm also on Letterbox. So if you want to see what I'm watching on there, you can go ahead and follow me on Letterbox. Um, and yeah, so coming up on the Brandon Peters show, yes, of course, I mentioned we are in recording mode for the summer of 2004 at 20. Uh, we will also be returning next week with an all new episode, uh, the rom com roulette, uh, featuring myself. Jessica Altman and Greg Magoon. We're going to talk about three rom-coms called Rom-Com Roulette. Also returning later, later on in the month, um, we'll also have another uh, Products from the Panic with Troy Bramfield, as well as more other things here. And stay tuned um, to the YouTube channel as um, I will still be doing 4K reviews when I can there, and those will be exclusive there and not released on the podcast. So uh, those will be a visual experience over there on the YouTube channel. Or if you're at the YouTube channel... Hello, that's me waving for the audio people. But yeah, so as always, lots to come. I'm sorry for breaks in here and not as frequent episodes right now as I'm turning gears into getting ready for PopCon 2024 Indianapolis, as well as the summer of 2004-20. So I appreciate your support. I appreciate your follow. And it's good to be back here on the mic for 2024, though we did have one episode already. Um, Good to see you. Good to hear you. I'll talk to you soon. And as always, stay from positive. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. 
Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.